What's happening, everybody? Golden Blue Dude here with you again for another episode of Bragging Rights. I told you I would be back, and I'm back. Yes, I was gone for two weeks, but I'm getting back on a roll. I'm ready to go. So tonight, we're going to talk about more bubble teams. I'm going to give you some resumes, and we'll see who has the better resume and who should get the nod over the other teams that I mentioned. We're going to talk about Duke and North Carolina, their head-to-head resumes, and who should get the nod over that. We're going to talk about Notre Dame acting like they're being all noble by not signing off on their logo to the new college football video game because the players are not going to be played even though or uh, paid even though they're not going to show likenesses and names anyways. And then we're going to talk some Elimination Chamber results and what's next? WrestleMania. I can't wait for that. I got my boy Keo. Last week I had him on here as my special guest, but me and him talked. I'm going to give him a special trial run as my co-host. I'm going to be critiquing him. I'm going to be listening to how he talks. I'm going to be watching this presentation. And if he's good enough and he makes the cut, I just might let him be my permanent co-host. We'll see how tonight's show goes and uh, see if I give the nod to my boy, Keo. So first up, we're going to talk about some bubble teams. Now, basically what I want to do with you here is there's way too many bubble teams to talk about in one episode. We're not going to do that. That would be one whole show, and it would take too long. So what I did was I picked out four bubble teams, and I'm going to go through their resume, and we're, we're going to figure out out of these four bubble teams who deserves the nod. And then next week, we'll add some more. That way we can narrow it down, narrow this, this bubble mess down. All right, so for this week, I have the first team, Liberty. They are 19 and 5, first in the A Sun. Big wins? They don't have any big wins. That's not good. They do have one bad loss at Stetson. So their saving grace is their record, 19 and 5. That's pretty good. And they're number one in their conference. So there you go, Liberty. The next team, Wichita State. They are also first in their conference, but in the AAC. They're 13 and 4. Haven't played as many games, not as good of a record as Liberty, but they have two big wins at Ole Miss and against Houston. That's a massive win. Houston is a good team, so that's a pretty good win. Bad losses? None. That's a pretty good start to a resume. Two good wins, no bad losses, decent record, first in your conference. I'm liking Wichita State so far. Next up, VCU, they're second in the A-10, 16-5. That's not bad. They're big wins at Utah State, Davidson, at Davidson. By the way, the reason I'm including Davidson is because Davidson is a fellow bubble team. We'll talk about them on another episode. So along with sweeping Davidson, they do have a win over Richmond and St. Louis. That's a good win. Bad losses at Penn State, who's 7-12, and and against Rhode Island, who's 10-13. and So they have some great wins, but they do have two bad losses. It's kind of a balance situation so far i'm still like in wichita state then the last team clemson out of the acc they're sixth in the acc they're 13 and 5 
they have a lot of good wins. Purdue, Alabama, at Alabama. Man, that's a great win now. Back then, we didn't know how good of a win it is. Now we know that's a great win. So at Alabama, Florida State, another great win. Louisville, who's a fellow bubble team. Uh, fellow bubble team, North Carolina, and fellow bubble team, Syracuse. Bad losses, none. So after thinking it over, looking down the list, for me, I have to go with Clemson. They have more quality wins. I know their record isn't quite as good as VCU or Liberty. They only have one more loss than Wichita State. Both with the, both Wichita State and Clemson don't have any bad losses. So for me, the tiebreaker would have to be Clemson has way more quality wins. So in this first round of bubble teams, I personally have to give the nod to Clemson. And you throw in the fact that the ACC is a little bit better of a conference than the AAC. That affirms my uh, decision on Clemson. I think out of those four, Clemson should be in. So I think Clemson is on, is on a good trajectory. I think Clemson should be in the big dance based on, you know, the resume that I see, no bad no bad losses, a bunch of great wins. So I'm going to see if uh if my uh fellow co-host is ready to come on. Give me the nod, buddy, and you just come on whenever you want to. But for the first round of these bubble teams, I got to give the nod to Clemson. No bad losses, a few more good wins, and pretty good record. I know they're sixth in the ACC, but the ACC is pretty tough. So I'm going to give the nod to Clemson. Uh, as far as uh, behind them, Wichita State is probably the closest behind them. Maybe, v I don't know, Wichita State, VCU, uh, it, it's a balancing act because Wichita State, they don't have any bad losses. VCU has more big wins. So on that one, it's probably whatever the preference, the committee, the more importance they put on. Do they put the more importance on no bad losses or more big wins? I'll leave that one up to, to the committee. But out of these four, I'm going to have to give it to Clemson. Going to jump over to the next topic. And basically, it's all about Duke versus North Carolina. Duke versus North Carolina. We talk about Duke and North Carolina, man. You ready? Oh, yeah. I'm back, we go. baby. Woo. So, so, first off, I'll, I'll let our viewers know that you're on a trial basis right now. I'm going to be watching you. I'm going to be hearing you. I'm, I'm going to be listening to you, man. So if you make the cut, if you make the cut, and I like what I see, man, I just might let you be my permanent co-host. Are you cool with that? Yeah, but you uh, ain't going right. to like what I say. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter if I like what you say as long as you say it. As long as you say it with conviction oh. and you convince me, man. You convince me, you're good. All right, so Duke in North Carolina, all right? So... Duke beat Virginia. All of a sudden, they were thrust into, you know, the bubble section. They are officially a bubble team, all right? So, I decided to pit Duke and North Carolina against each other because North Carolina is also 
a bubble team. So I wanted to get your opinion on who, who you think the better, the higher caliber uh, bubble team on based on their resume. Are you ready? Um, the higher bubble team as of right now? Yeah, yes. I'm ready. All right, here we go. So Duke versus North Carolina, the greatest rivalry in college basketball. We're about to determine who the best of these two teams as far as bubble watch goes. Here we go. Duke, North Carolina. Both of these teams are fourth in the ACC. They are tied for fourth, all right? So that's even Stevens. Now, for Duke, they are 11-8. and eight. That's not a great start. That's, that's not an impressive record to me, okay? So great wins. They do have that win over Virginia. That's impressive. Virginia was the, the number one team in the ACC uh, when Duke beat them. Now Virginia is the number two team because they had back-to-back -back losses. They also have a win against Syracuse. That was actually a good win. Syracuse is a fellow bubble team. Bad losses. They lost to a Michigan State who's 11-9. That's not a terrible loss, but it's still not a good look, all right? Then they lost against Pitt, who's 9-9. Nine and, nine. and then they lost against Miami, who's 7-13. and 13. So the bad losses seem to rack up. All right, now let's switch over to North Carolina. Their record is 14 and 7. Right off the bat, man, you compare 11 and 8 to 14 and 7. I got to give the check mark to, to North Carolina. All right, so big wins at Stanford, Syracuse, a head to head win at Duke, and then a win over Louisville. Only one bad loss, and that was at NC State. So, Big wins. Duke does have the bigger win in Virginia. I will give them that. But North Carolina has more big wins and less terrible losses, and their record is much better in my opinion. What do you think? As of right now, um, as of right now, the, the better bubble team based off of um, – Based off of resume, I'm I'm going with North Carolina right now. Um, North Carolina, uh, because I I do my brackets every single year, and I got North Carolina in the same region as um, Baylor right now, which I do have as a number one seed, and um, I got them around like the ten, the 10, 10, 10 11, or twelve seed. Um, I don't think North Carolina is going to miss out. I think they're just uh, – I think they're actually um, – they could win their final their, – their last three or four games, and they, they could still find a way to get in. They did lose to um, – they did lose to Virginia. Um, but I, I like the situation North Carolina's in. Um, um, they um, – they still, I think they still have to face Marquette. Um, they still got to play teams like uh, Florida State, who's on the top of the conference, uh, Syracuse, Duke. So I, I think I think they're gonna fight their way in and find a way um, to get in the tournament. Just based on the RPIs, from what I see, I, I I like I like North Carolina, man. I think they're I think they're the better bubble team as of right now if you want to compare them to the Duke Blue Devils. I, dude, I agree with you. And I liked, I liked the phrase 
you used. I think North Carolina is already firmly in the bubble. To me, Duke still needs to play their way into the bubble. So we have two different scenarios here. Duke trying to play their way into the bubble and North Carolina trying to not play their way out of the bubble. So for me, I have to agree with me with you and say that North Carolina, as of right now, is by far, and it's not even close to me, by far the better bubble team. They would actually have to play their way out of the bubble, and right now Duke still has to play their way into the bubble. Personally, I don't consider Duke a bubble team as of right now. Um, there's still some games left that if they win, they should be in the tournament, but that doesn't make them a bubble team. That means That just means that they could be if they do what they need to do. They're not in a situation right now to where they would get into the dance. I, I don't think they're in that threshold yet. I do think North Carolina has enough meat on the bone to where they would actually be in the tournament as of right now. I just think I, – I, I think everybody's overreacting with the fact that Duke beat Virginia. They looked good doing it. And then they follow that up with beating Syracuse, who is a fellow bubble team, and – Right now, Duke is in a must-win situation until the end of the year, and that's reality. North Carolina is not in the same position, but North Carolina needs to avoid playing their way out. But for right now, North Carolina I, is I, I, the better bubble team. I, I I I like the position Duke is in right now, man. I think I think it's how I think it's how you finish. I think the the committee will look at how you finish the game, and they're gonna look at it's Duke. <laughs> I think the committee will play some favoritism towards that just because it is Duke. Um, yep. uh, take a look at this. Nobody thought this team had a shot to make it to the tournament. They lost, what, six out of their six out of their six out of eight games when yep. they fell to seven and eight. And they cracked a four-game winning streak, and um, which was good. And one of the teams they beat was a team that was a bubble team, and a team that was ranked that is ranked, which is uh, which is Virginia. Man, uh, I think Matthew Hurts has been holding it down through that four-game winning streak. I think he's averaging at least twenty over twenty a game in that game. Um, I think their uh, their five star freshman Jalen Johnson, who um, who opted out, who opted out, um, who opted out of the season, um, um, and then uh, he uh, he left the team after the win over NC State. But since losing to Notre Dame and falling below five hundred, Duke have um, um, had some solid wins these four games, man. And um, now Duke is back to over a 500 winning percentage. And um, I think, um, I think it, they're in, they're in good position right now and they all of a sudden have a chance. So I'm definitely not ruling them out, but if the tournament ended today, I'm definitely taking North Carolina over Duke despite North Carolina losing to Virginia and even though Duke did beat Virginia. But uh, yeah. we're going to have to see how this plays out, though. 
Um, but I definitely won't be surprised if both of these teams ends up making it making it to the tournament. Yeah. Like the the only point that I really disagree with you is whenever you said you liked the position that Duke's in. The reason that I, I disagree with that is and I understand finishing hot at the end of the year is really important. Like probably the most important thing. But the reason I don't like the position they're in right now is they don't have any room for error. Yes, they're hot, and they're hot at the right time. But if they mess up, it's game over. Now, if they keep winning, then yes, they're in good shape. They'll get in the tournament. But if they mess up, there is no room for error. They should not even be in this position right now. North Carolina is in a much better position. They could afford probably one more bad loss. Duke cannot afford any more bad losses, or it is over. Yeah, you're right. They can't afford any more losses. No more mistakes. It's it's time to um to crack these this winning streak going, and they got to keep it going. Yep. So I saw. I'm transitioning to the next topic real quick because I saw something, and I even did I even did a video on it on my YouTube channel, Golden Blue Dude. Notre Dame, uh, dude. This is why I can't stand the Fighting Irish, okay? So so today it leaked out that Notre Dame has decided they are not going to release the rights to their logo, to their name, to their uniforms, to their stadium, to their anything, okay? And their reasoning is they're not going to release that until legislation passes the fact of players being able to be played. So, so it comes off as Notre Dame's being noble. They're on the side of the student athletes, blah, 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 blah. Look, EA Sports clearly said, whenever they put this information out, that a new game was coming out, they clearly said, we will not use, well, because they can't, it's illegal. We will not use, you know, names and likenesses of their players. They can't. Because the players can't get played. So I'm trying to figure out why Notre Dame is doing this. Whenever, look, whenever legislation does pass it, EA Sports says, yes, we will we will use their names and we will use their likenesses and they will get paid. So I'm worried, I'm worried that other teams are gonna jump on board, create this avalanche, and now we're gonna have to wait even longer. For the video game. And the blowback that I'm getting is like, well, you've waited this long, and if it comes out, you're not getting their uh, names and likenesses anyways. What's the big deal? What's the big deal is it's college football, and it's a video game, and I miss it. That's the big deal. What are your thoughts, bud? Um, I think Notre Dame is um, – uh, Notre Dame – I. I, they always irritated me as a program, as a football team. Like, what what, what makes this team so special? Is, is it their helmets? Is it their uniforms? Is it... Um, something that happened 30 years ago? Yeah, something that happened 30 years ago. I'm like, dude, give me a break, man, Notre Dame. Like, like really? Like, really? You, you, you want to screw it up for everybody out there right now? It's like... It's like... Um, at the end of the day, 
You don't care about these damn players getting paid. And and I'm strictly talking about the athletic director and the higher-ups, the boosters, and all those guys back there. You care about yourselves, man. You guys getting paid because you guys got a TV deal. You got all these um, money coming in for this program, man. You don't care about these damn players because these players are most of them are probably going to be gone soon. I, I I think I think it's the higher ups, man. I think they're being really selfish right now, and all they care about is themselves, man. And I think they should be really ashamed about it. And people's been waiting for this game for quite some time, and um, they're they're screwing it up for everybody, man. Not just not just for the gamers, but for college football fans around the world that's looking forward to this game, man. Like when I found out about it, I was so excited about it. Like every college football fan that I know, they're excited, man. They're looking forward to this game coming out. But Notre Dame and the higher-ups, they want to ruin things for everybody, spoil the party, and they should be ashamed of themselves, man. Shame on them, man. I, I, I can't believe it. Dude, I totally agree, and you you even brought up a point that I I didn't even realize that, okay, for one thing, this game still will not be released for another year, right? That is for sure. It could come out in 2022, but we know for a fact it will not be released this year, okay? The point that you brought up that I really, really loved is these players are only at this institution for so long. So by the time less legislation passes, the current athletes won't even be on the team. So it wouldn't have affected them either way. So their reasoning doesn't make sense. And they've already proven that they're just out to use people. They did it to the Big Ten, and now they're doing it to the ACC. Ever since the early 90s and beyond, they've decided they don't need a conference and the sad thing is the college football playoffs have agreed with that. Notre Dame has always gotten the benefit of the doubt despite not being in a conference and not winning a conference championship. Why? Because they're Notre Dame. They're one of the all-time winningest programs, the Golden Domes, Touchdown Jesus. Well, the, get, the last time Notre Dame won a national championship was 30 years ago against my team, West Virginia. That's how long it's been. They, they won the national championship against my team, West Virginia. Think about that, folks. It's been a while. So I don't know why they think they still have this much clout. And then last year, whenever they needed a conference, the ACC bent over, took it, and this year they don't need a conference again, and Notre Dame's like, uh, we're done. Throwing it off to the side. We're back on their own. They're just – a bunch of users. So them acting like that they're being noble by doing this is nonsense, it's stupid, and it's ridiculous, and it's wrong. Notre Dame, you're wrong. You're not being noble. You're not looking out for the student-athletes. You're just being Notre Dame, thinking that your name is more important than college football. That's what it tells me. Notre Dame thinks that their name, that their brand is more important than college football, and they're they're going to use their name, try to create this avalanche, and shut this thing down until they can make some money off of it, because that's what it's all about. Notre Dame 
wants to make money for Notre Dame. They don't care about the student athletes. Done with Notre Dame, man. I'm done with them. All right. I'm relaxed, and I am looking forward to this last topic. So me and me and Keo, collaboration on this last topic. We have decided that the NBS network needs some wrestling infusion to it. So we have decided that bragging rights is the perfect opportunity for that. So at the end of every bragging rights, we have a segment specifically for wrestling. It could be WWE. It could be AEW. It could be New Japan. It could be TNA Impact. Whatever's hot right now. So last week, we did some predictions on the Elimination Chamber, and Keo is about to let us know how me and himself did on those predictions and a look forward to WrestleMania. All right, let's start up with... Um, so, let's start up with our first matchup. Um, it was the match between Asuka and... Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's title. For some reason, that match was scratched. They scratched it from the card. <laughs> we we both had Oscar on that one, didn't we? Yeah. Did, did, yeah now, hold, hold on, hold on. So, two questions. Did one of them have an injury or did one of them test COVID? Um, I don't know. All I know is the match was scratched from the card. It wasn't even on the pre-show at all. Wow. So, <clears throat> That's and I and I and I said and I said that and I said that I don't think I and I said last week that Lacey Evans wouldn't be in this matchup, and they're gonna find a way to change things around. Obviously, that they, they weren't able to change it around, and uh, it looks like um, yeah, it looks like um. They didn't have no match at all, so I wasn't surprised at all. Though when uh, when you they it, uh, when yeah when they announced it, so um, that's crazy though. Um, yeah. Oscar has avoided two females who are I, I guess one of them is actual pregnant, and I don't know. Oh wait, 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 wait! Let me take that back. Both of them are actually pregnant. I so I thought Lacey Evans was pregnant, was pregnant only because of the storyline, but she's actually pregnant right now, like with her wow. real uh, husband right now. So they're trying to play, yeah. yeah. So they're trying to play it part of that storyline right now. So yeah. um, Oscar had to deal with Becky Lynch now. Lacey Evans, two females that's pregnant, but hey, she's still the champ. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go to our next matchup. Our next matchup. We're gonna go to the United States title, man. So the United States title. Matt Riddle ends up winning it, man. Wow. He beats uh he uh he defeats Bobby Lashley. Um That's who um, you had. It, right? it was it was actually yeah. It was actually a triple threat match, and um, he ends up winning it, man. He found the way to win it in a triple threat match. Who did I have? Who was in that? I could I could tell you if you uh, refresh my memory. It was uh, it was it was 
Matt Riddle, Bobby Lashley, and I might be wrong, but correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think it was Cesaro also. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Was it now uh Daniel Bryan, he's in the he was in the heavyweight one, right? Yeah, yeah. He was in the okay. he was in the uh, the elimination chamber. So that <coughs> yeah. so that's a matchup that we're gonna go to next, the elimination chamber matchup uh for SmackDown. Uh the winner would face Roman Reigns later that night. Daniel Bryan ends up winning that match. I think you had Daniel Bryan. <laughs> um, I had I had a I had KO man KO. Um, yep. wasn't able to win it. It was a very interesting matchup. Um, I I I liked it. Um, it wasn't the best elimination chamber matches that I've seen, but it was a decent one. It kept me entertained, kept me on my feet. Um, so uh, Daniel Bryan ends up winning. Um, uh, later, uh, he ends up, um, facing Roman Reigns that night and, uh, Roman Reigns defeats Daniel Bryan. He, yeah. he, dom he dominated that match, man. It, it, yeah. Daniel Bryan looked like he didn't have a chance, but Hey, guess what? Edge comes on later, right after the match spears, Roman Reigns and says, Hey, I want you. At WrestleMania, so Edge already made his his decision, and it's going to be Edge and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Spear versus Spear, I like it. I like it. That that yeah, was a good I, setup right there. I like it. I like the Spear versus Spear <laughs> for the title at WrestleMania. That is perfect, man. Perfect. Didn't I? Didn't Didn't I tell you Edge was going to choose Roman yep, Reigns? You did. You did. But I did um, call Daniel Bryan. Even though yeah. we all knew, we all knew that the winner would not have a chance for uh, against Roman Reigns because they, he's just he's getting a massive push and he's being built as this unstoppable, you know, machine right now. He's turned heel. He's got Paul Heyman. He's a machine. We all knew whoever won was not going to have a chance. But I think Edge does have a chance. Okay, um, so the next the next matchup we go the next matchup we go to is actually the final matchup and um, the final matchup and it is um, it is the raw elimination chamber matchup and um, that one was really interesting and I'll take you to the suspense towards the end so. Um, um, it, it, it was an interesting matchup. I think it was a better matchup than the SmackDown one. I, I, I did like both, but I think um, uh, the, the Raw one was more more interesting and more entertaining, and it just had more to it that kept me on my feet. So, more action. So it came – so uh, Drew McIntyre um, – it, it, Drew McIntyre ends up taking out um, – ends up taking out uh first he ends up taking out um no first Sheamus it was at the final three men Sheamus ends up taking out Drew McIntyre then Bobby Lashley comes out of nowhere and takes him out uh Drew McIntyre comes out of nowhere and uh he um he hits uh 
he hits a Bobby Lassie with the claymore. Oh no no no! They, it, it was it was AJ Styles was it was him and AJ Styles were the last one. AJ AJ Styles um tries to go off the top rope and uh, Drew McIntyre hits him with the claymore. And um, nice. Uh, and uh, that that was good, and it took him out. So towards the end of the match, Drew McIntyre celebrating. Bobby Lashley comes out of nowhere, starts attacking and pounding on Drew McIntyre like he was beaten up so bad that that um it it, it was like and I don't know why Bobby Lashley did that for maybe because he wanted a title shot now. So he was beat up so bad. Uh, Lashley was already leaving the ring. Uh, the Miz music hits, and he tells the referee, "Hey, I'm cashing in my money in the oh. briefcase right now." Um, he hits him with um, the Miz hits him with a DDT. Uh, Drew McIntyre ends up um, ends up ki- kicking out. Um, then um, then he does his um. Then he does his uh, Miz ends up doing his signature move. By the time uh, he hits him with that, it was over, man. And the Miz was crowned the new Raw. I mean, the new WWE champion. Wow. Well, <laughs> you, you called you called the McIntyre win, but the Miz didn't he like? Didn't he like? somehow underhandedly get that from Otis a while back. Yeah. 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 I don't understand why they're pushing Miz because here's the thing. Miz is getting a little bit older. And the second thing is to me, I don't think Miz has the look anymore. He can do promos and he has a decent wrestling style, but I don't think he has the look to hold the belt. So I really don't understand that storyline and that angle that, the WWE went with that. First of all, giving it to uh, Otis, that was a weird choice. And then, you know, the Miz, uh, in an underhanded way, getting it from Otis and cashing it in and beating Dagum Drew McIntyre. I mean, to me, if you're going to do that to, to the Miz, I would actually clown him and make him one of the few people that is not successful in cashing it in. That's what I would have done. If you want to have him cash it in, that's fine. But clown him and and make him one of the few that doesn't. And he falls under that, you know, category of being the loser that couldn't cash it in properly. That's what I would have done. This storyline makes no sense. I don't understand it. Yeah, man. I, I don't understand it at all. But uh the Miz is the WWE champion. But the question is though. Can the Miz hold on to that title That's all the I'm way saying. to WrestleMania? What do you There's think? There's no way. I don't see it happening. Um, so, what's going on with Brock Lesnar? I haven't, I haven't uh, seen what's going on with him. Is he, uh, is he MIA right now, or, or is he in a feud with somebody? Uh, well, the, the the last time I checked was last year, where he fought Drew McIntyre. He beats him for the title. Um and his contract's out. He's he's no longer in contract with the WWE since then. Wow. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe they'll find a maybe they'll find a way to renegotiate and get Brock back because um, the talent level, as far as like attracting fans, ratings wise. They need Brock Lesnar, man. Plain and simple. Yeah. They they just need Brock Lesnar, man. Um, I, I mean, the Miz I, as your champion, man. Cut that. That's. And I know people hate Brock Lesnar. I like Brock Lesnar, man. I'm a Brock yeah. Lesnar fan, man. I enjoy when Brock Lesnar's back on the WWE. It's actually but, good how much he he gets. Like that's the point. You want a guy, you know, that dominates and gets that much heat, and you know called lazy because he wrestles when he wants to wrestle but that's the point he is that dominating he is that big of a draw that he can do that um this decision to put the belt on the miz is just baffling uh I, i'm trying i'm trying to pull out any good out of it i just i don't see any good out of it i don't see the point i don't it's not a good look it makes no sense man yeah, I, I to be honest with you, I don't think the Miz is gonna make it to WrestleMania with that WWE title. There's no way the Miz is gonna make it. Come on, man, you gotta be kidding me! You telling me it's gonna be the Miz versus Drew McIntyre for the for the for the WWE title at WrestleMania? That doesn't make no type of sense at all. You put <laughs> you put. And the storyline doesn't have no sense. There's no build up behind it, man. WrestleMania the, is the around the, the WrestleMania. The WrestleMania is around the corner. I like the Miz. Don't get me wrong, man. I like the Miz. I think he's a good dude. He's a good wrestler. He's very entertaining, and I yeah. I love I like watching him. But WrestleMania as a no. top guy, nah, man. I, it, this just can't be it. I just think that. I think Drew McIntyre will find a way to get the WWE title back on his hands. But the thing is, though, I just don't know who he's going to face at WrestleMania. It's yeah, like, no, like it, goes back, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. The talent draw is, is so shallow right now, the talent pool. And I, to me, I think this was just a, okay, we need to have the Miz cash it in and get this over with before WrestleMania, and and then we'll have you know we'll put the belt back on Drew McIntyre. But I think the better decision would have you know been to clown the Miz and him not you know be able to successfully cash it in. I think the better uh, the better champion over the Miz definitely AJ Styles. I would have take AJ Styles over over the Miz any day. I think he he. You know, holds that belt much, much higher at a much higher level. But the one thing is, uh, they they need to bring up more talent. Now, was Keith Lee? What matchup was he in? Was he in this? Was he in the Raw matchup or? The oh yeah, Smackdown that's who it was. So, so okay, so I apologize for that. So it wasn't Cesaro. It was Keith Lee. Now that you mentioned it, it was Keith Lee in that triple threat match. <laughs> that's who I picked. That's that's what uh, that's what I me. Mean. They need they need to push Keith Lee up to the next level. Uh, United States champion, no. Uh, the big belt, the heavyweight or the raw, whatever brand he's on, that's the belt that he needs to wear. I mean, for goodness sake, they got the Miz holding of a belt. That 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 smells of desperation. They need to do something, and they need to do it now. You do have some people that that you can pluck up, Keith Lee. 
popping out, you know, flashing uh, Dominic Dijakovic. I don't know what they've done with him, but he was a big name at one at one time. You know, there it's like once once they call these these guys up to the main roster, they just they don't know what to do with them. They're awesome in, in, in NXT, and then they pull them up to the main roster, and they have no idea what to do with them. So I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I think the best scenario that I see right now with the storyline that makes the most sense possible, um, I think it's Lashley and Drew McIntyre, man. I I think that's the one makes. I think they kind of screwed it up with with the Sheamus one. Yep. I thought they were going somewhere with the Sheamus thing when he turned him turned his back on them on Raw. And then you know that then Sheamus just got taken out of the picture. He could he got eliminated early. I thought it would I thought it would have been dope if uh, it was Sheamus and Drew, yeah, the final two guys. And then and then you know, uh, Sheamus as a champ over the Miz. And you know, no, let's say Drew beat beats him and wins the elimination chamber. Sheamus just keeps beating him up. Then you know, I then I could understand the Miz cashing in his money in the bank. But um, Bobby Lashley, yeah, man. I think I think they they got the the, the storyline with Bobby Lashley. It has to continue, though, man. Yeah, I, it, it has to continue. <clears throat> so, all right, man. Well, you know what? Uh, we are at about that time where uh, it's time to end the show. But before we do that. It is time for me to grade you on your performance to see if I want to have you as the co-host for next week. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. For tonight, Keo, I think you had some really, really high points. There was there was a couple of bumps in the road, um, some issues with the Duke thing. And then we had, uh, you know, the the bump in the road at the beginning with the with the bubble teams. But overall, your actual performance pretty good. So having to balance all that stuff out, I will give you a solid B. That's solid. But I think you can do better, man. I think you can do better. I think you can That's do better. Absurd, there, was just, there was just a few hiccups, man. Just a few hiccups on, man. that I think you can clean up. But you, a salt dude. Your first time as the official co-host, man, that's solid, man. That's a solid B. And it gives you room to improve. I had to give you a little bit of room to improve, too, all right? Okay. Uh-oh, Keo is salty, and next week he is going um, to light me I, up. So I, I, that's another I, reason why you want to come back next week to bragging rights because I already know, I already know, next week, Keo is gonna be salty, and and I guarantee you, when Keo's salty, you don't want to miss it. So uh, I already have a feeling that next <laughs> week's gonna be a great show, man. Uh, bring the salt, man. Bring the salt. I can handle it. 